Fly Perspective Podcast going down right now on a Wednesday, April 8th. Yeah, we're still in quarantine, all good. But have you guys been checking out those battles online? I'm talking about the last one I just checked out. Uh, was that Lil Jon versus T-Pain, and I will say very entertaining. But before I get too into it, let me set the mood real fast. T-Pain. Baby, give me your reason so I can touch a hobo bone too. Touch a hobo yep. and make yep. love to you how the mother lame niggas want to. Flop Come girl, what you want to? I'm a nappy head. You can put my nappy dress if you want to. Shawty, I'ma put it on you and make you think that you the girl that I be singing on my songs to. You got me thinking that me and you went to drinking when the sipping that Patron with the bender got it on boot. But for now we can just kiss and chill. You never had love making like this for real. Come on, baby, you just up here. Now take it down slow. Let me take it down low. Let's go. So you know it's about to go down now. Speed it up, baby, can't slow down now. Closet freak, she can come out now. Why you think they call me Teddy Tenderass now? I know you didn't expect me to go low. Now you know. Let's go. From the top to the bottom. Now that I got you, I'ma You know, joints like that, T Pain put it down from 2007. Man, I told you on the last podcast that, um, that, that social media has been doing some things for the culture online with these battles, man. Shout out to Timberland and Swiss Beats who started it. But it was dope to see this T-Pain and Lil John battle. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube and check it out. It's like two hours long, but I swear it's very entertaining. Go ahead and get you something to drink because they on there taking shots. Chill out, turn the music up, and enjoy, bro. Like, it was really dope to see them boys go at it and do a good job. It was also dope to get the backstories on certain songs. Like, they would drop little gems about the backstories of the songs. Uh, it was also dope to see Lil John playing some joints from my era, which is the crunk era. Like, I grew up in the crunk era of music. So, you had, like, Lil John, 3-6 Mafia. Well, 3-6 Mafia started off. And I'm talking about scenes like, you know, for your first time to walk into a skating rink, first of all, you, you got the, the notion in your head that you're going to the skating rink. Because that's what it was back then. It was the skating rink. You know what I'm saying? We used to go to the skating rink and be turned up. So for you to go to the skating rink and then you see all these kids, you know, like your age and up, you know, to teenagers or whatever, just everybody in there chilling. And then they play one of them songs that like go crazy in the club and you just see everybody jumping up and down. Like just imagine that. Your first time seeing that. And once I saw trying to go every weekend, like for real, like you could just imagine you in there and this drop. Yeah! Kiss name known, matter of fact, kiss name blown. And bitches always wanna hit me like I just came home. But I still put the tools in your mouth. And niggas know that I'm a monster on the east, but I'm huge in the south. Cause it's evil in the trenches, and everybody's starving. So to get the money right, we put the diesel on the benches. Down bottom, feel like the old days. Fucking with the corn liquor, riding round, listen to OJs. When you load in the clip, every slug got a catch. When you go in the war, every thug got his match. SS baby, blowing Impala with the Mac in it. Big gold cup with rhinestones with my pack in it. It's like the jungle, but the broads is fine. And if they ain't puffing crippy, then it's Georgia Pine. Listen, I'm the wrong nigga to style with. I'm a motherfucking problem to reconcile with. Nigga, walk. See, that's the type of records I'm talking about. Like, 
that I grew up on, like, you know, being in the skating rink era. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I used to get dropped off at the skating rink. Um, man, I'm going to say, bro, I might have been... Let's go back, man. I might have been in the eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. And I remember somebody introduced me into the skating rink called Saints. And they was like, bro, this, is and that, blah, blah. So, you know, I was always supposed to go there with uh, with somebody or be meeting somebody up there, right? So what I would do was, man, I ain't going to stop. I used to lie to my mama. And I used to be like, yeah, I'm going to meet such and such up there. Just drop me off at Saints. And I'm talking about I might have been in seventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm straight seventh grade. And uh, she used to drive me off, whatever. I used to go. And she knew what time to come back and get me. And, man, I used to be in there in a whole different world, man. And I would say that's when I got introduced to Lil John, man. Man, there's so many classic Lil John cuts that I can pull out the stash, but I can't do too many. I'm going to just do a few, man. But back then, you know, local music used to get played a lot in the clubs. Like, you do kind of here now. But it was this group named Out of Order, and they dropped a song with Lil John. And when that joint dropped in the club, bruh, it was a whole different vibe. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Out of Order from St. Louis, man. This song might be, this song might have came out in 99. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, these cuts I'm talking about. I'm just jumping all around here with these Lil John songs. But another another scene I want you to imagine. This one, it got to the point where it was like fights and going crazy. You in the club and this come on. Yeah, be a me, ho. Yeah, Lil John, ho. So it went from records like that, straight crunk records, to 3-6 Mafia was doing some crunk records, cash and money he had some crunk, you know, stuff like that. But then Lil Jon came early 2000s, and he really started to own that crunk music sound. And uh, teamed up with a guy named Lil Scrappy, uh, and a joint like this a drop in the club. Man, I say, 
That song used to tear up the club along with uh, Nuck If You Buck from Crime Mob because Lil Scrappy and Crime Mob was kind of teamed up in the, the whole same little camp. And they was, uh, yeah, they was in the camp, but no, they was rocking with uh, Trillville first. They had a song called Never Ever. Got to get my trivia together, man. But yeah, Lil Jon started to hone his sound with the crunk, man. And just everything he was dropping was crunk. I'm talking about from the Throw Your Setup with Past Detroit. And them. I'm talking about to a song called Get Crunk. They used to go crazy, you know, and then like, you know, there was the decline of the, the crunk era, but that's what I grew up in. I'm talking about so many memories, man. I'm talking about from getting numbers, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like straight being there competing with my boys on who gonna get the most numbers. You know what I'm saying? And we like 13, 12, you know what I'm saying? But we really just kicking it in there. You know, I mean like seeing fights for the first time, because I went to like private schools. You know, and um, we ain't nobody ever was banging at my school from from grade school to on up to high school. I ain't never seen no fight in school. So I would go to these places and actually see two people banging and being like, damn, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like I've seen so many fights of like multiple people fighting each other type. To, it's just crazy. And like to see like security get into it and uh, break it up. And you know, I'm telling you like my views from the stage because I used to be DJing. You know, I could see the whole crowd and it would just be crazy. Like every night I knew when somebody was going to fight. My boy Dan used to have a joke. He used to be like, whenever Fly start playing all that crunk music and the fights start out, that's when he ready to go. <laughs> Which, I mean, sometimes it was true. I was ready to go and I used to just play a bunch of fight music. Or, But at the same time, though, them clubs, they would book me. And they would want me to play all that crunk stuff. And I would just be kind of like trying to ease it in here and there and then switch it off to some, some you know, some music for the ladies or something, you know, to slow down the tension in the club. But it would just be like the promoter would come and say something or, or something like that and just be like crunk this motherfucker out. And then they say, you know, it just be crazy amounts of fights, man. Like it's been so many times it just went crazy in the club and the club then got shut down. Not to mention when I used to DJ like high school homecomings. I would particularly not play certain songs because I knew they was going to start fights in certain areas or just the, the vulgarness of the song, you know, I wouldn't play, especially, you know, explicit lyrics about women. Of course not. I was playing clean music, but, you know, you still had the clean version of, you know, whatever song on the other side of the vinyl and vinyl is what you play on turntables for people that don't know. But yeah, so it would be times I'd be DJing a high school homecoming and somebody would come and be like, hey, can you play Lil John uh, Throw It Up or Lil John Headbuster or Three Six Mafia or something, something, you know? And I'd be like, nah, you know, I can't really play that, you know, this, this, and that. And they'll go get a teacher or somebody will come like, oh, go ahead and play the song for them. And I'm telling them, hey, this song where I DJ other places, it starts fights. And uh, they'd be like, oh, yeah, go ahead. And I would play the song, and sure enough, the damn homecoming would get shut down. You know what I'm saying? So it was situations like that. That music was, like, infectious. You know what I'm saying? That whole crunk vibe was an infectious wave. And I'm going to tell you like this. That was a crunk dance that people would do, man. Shout out to my boy, Ant-Man from GCB. He was always the best at this. It, it's a crunk dance where it would be so many people like in like I was talking about the mosh pit, like jumping up down the mosh pit, but it was a way they was jumping up and down. And especially the guys with the dreads that it looked so damn cool. And you used to be like, what the hell? And Ant-Man used to be just throwing bows and not looking nowhere and jumping and falling into people. And I mean, one time this dude fell off the stage and still jumped up and was hopping around. Everybody was so crunk, man. Like That was an era I will not forget. And I'm sure a lot of people will definitely not forget. They would even make songs about security, like F the security or uh, security don't run this. We, You know, a little chance like that. And K 
cats would literally turn on the security and be trying to bang with the security. Or it would come to the point where in the club, especially on the east side, man, I, when I started DJing on the east side, I used to start DJing these spots from like 1 in the morning to like 6 a.m., you know what I'm saying? And these spots was like 18 and up joints. But, you know, them songs was popular back then. And so security would get in and start banging back with them. I'm talking about whooping guys' ass. Oh, and when I used to DJ them high school parties when I was in high school and stuff, oh, there definitely was some foul security that used to beat up, like, teenagers at the party when they start fighting. I've definitely seen that happen plenty of times. I remember this one cat. Uh, we probably was no more than 15, 16 years old, man. They hit this dude in the head with a uh, flashlight, bust his head open. You know what I'm saying? This is teenagers. And back then, ain't nothing happened. I don't remember dudes suing the, the spot, none of that stuff. I remember one time, it was a fight that broke out uh, at the spot called Club Legit. It's in the hood in St. Louis. And I used to DJ. I used to be in some death traps, now that I think about it. But Club Legit in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, one time, uh, oh, Damn, I had some, a couple stories over there. One time, I had to step over a dude that just got shot. Like, because I was DJing until 6, but I would get there at, like, 12.45, you know, and go on by 1. And, um, yeah, one time, me and my boy String, we had to step over a dude at the front because he had just got shot. But I had to get in the club to set my equipment up. You would think the cops would have shut it down, the security would have shut it down. Or, but, nah, man, I definitely do remember one specific time, same club, it's a high school party, and a fight broke out, I want to say, between some chicks. But when the security went to grab one of the girls or something, I remember him grabbing her, and then, like, he stole her. Like, he, he punched her dead in her face. And then, like, the girl fell, and he kind of, like, walked off or whatever like that. Then, like, no bullshit. Like, an hour later, probably, like, cops came in there and shut the spot down. And then it was a black lady cop had walked in front of, like, all the cops and was, like, uh, asking the girl, like, who, who, which one was the one that hit you? And she was like, he ain't, I don't see him, blah, blah. But I remember seeing dude run out the back door. Long story short, you know what I'm saying? Old girl that got hit was a daughter of the, of the cop that came, one of the cops that came. And uh, the dude that did it, man, I remember he he died. I remember seeing him on Facebook, some, you know, they were saying rest in peace to him. He, I don't know. But, yeah, he, he I remember he stole on the, yeah, stole on this chick, like a, like a young girl. Like I said, this was high school times, man. He stole on her and then ran out the back door. But, yeah, man, I've, I've seen grown men beat some little 13, 14, 15, 16-year-olds' ass. <laughs> like, I done definitely seen that. It was foul. It was really, really foul back in them days. But even now, that's at any rate. You ain't finna go and mess with no security guard. Yeah, that's one thing you don't want to do. One thing I do, I see on YouTube, man, they'll have, like, drunk dude tries to fight bouncer or bouncer beats up drunk dude outside club. Man, that'd be the craziest videos. And rest in peace, Big Fred, while I met at BTS Security. He used to hold it down at all the clubs here in St. Louis. But, yeah, man, that crunk era, man, something crazy, you know. Nuck if you buck, you know, that came from uh, Lil John and them, too. You know, uh, a lot of cuts, man. You got the old three six mafia cuts. I'm talking about that who run it. That when I say weak ass, you say bitch. I bet you won't hit a motherfucker. Like it was records like that that would just incite so much like violence. <laughs> you know, not on my older, I could be like, oh, it's inciting violence, but it really do. When it like, bro, it's a three six mafia song that comes on. Matter of fact, I'm gonna play it. Okay. I think ice cream's good for you. There's nutrition. When I say weak ass, you say bitch. Weak ass bitch, weak ass bitch. 
can you imagine, bro? Like, <laughs> this song come on in the club and you just like turned up. You know what I'm saying? And people bouncing around, dancing, that mosh pit going. But like I said, with the violence, it's like the song come on. So when I say weak ass, you say bitch. So whoever you got in the club that you don't like or whatever side back then, gangs were popular. You had people with different schools that didn't like each other. So you got stuff that come on like that. And then whoever you see in the club you don't like, you going right at them. You know, it was a crazy mixture of uh, times because I used to be there to look at the women, to focus on the women. And I remember being that thing like, man, they be doing so much fighting, bro. But why they ain't on the women? Like, it's so many women in here. And they would just, guys would just be there to jump around and be turned up and fight other guys. I mean, of course, you got guys in there mingling, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, oh, and one thing I used to love to do, man, my DJ sets, I used to love doing, like, the female, I gonna say, like, the female twerk portion of my set because, man, you should just see women go crazy, bro. Like, they just dancing and doing their thing, and all the guys is mesmerizing, and you got to scramble where guys is just going, walking around, trying to find a girl to dance on or something like that, man. It was really dope. We used to do them twerk contests, man, or girls used to just come on the stage and just want to twerk, you know. I will say, man, and this is probably for any DJ that, um, you know, that's experienced that you know when you had a level of little popularity women would just walk up to the dj booth and be like i want to meet the dj and somebody would bring me a woman that's like hey you know what i mean i hate this and that be chatting it up or whatever you know what i mean like that would happen all the time <laughs> like that would happen like all the time like i i rarely had to walk around the club and be like hey what's up come here bring her here tell her what's up you know but chicks just wanted to be on the stage man and it went from that to, um, you know, I would throw the, the slow jams on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I hate to say it, but R. Kelly, my mind's telling me no. You know that song, you know, even though we muting R. Kelly. Um, let's see, what else would I play? Uh, you know, Lovers and Friends by Lil John. You know what I'm saying? And Usher. Um, you know, a lot of lot of dancing music. A lot of old ones, too. Like, that was, like, right before our time that might have been in our older brother and older sister, like, you know, five, six years older than us type vibe. I would play a lot of their records because a lot of people didn't know about them records. Like, a lot of people did not know about records like... Hey, this was a classic. That SWV. This used to drop, man. I could throw this on acapella a little bit and let the, the, the women just sing it in the club. Man. Man, memories. Oh, man. Feeling good, man. It's a groove right here. But yeah, you know, stuff like that, man. I used to just turn it up, you know what I'm saying? But back then, I didn't think about it. Back then, I used to just think, like, I'm trying to make my, my DJ set different. So I'm going to play all the Lil John records I can that people know, but also mix it in with some crunk stuff that they don't know that Lil John got, you know? And then I'd be like, well, let me throw in some dance music and some old school twerk music or, like, some old school R&B. Like, I used to just jump around because back then, I wasn't thinking about it, but I just wanted to be different. And might I add, man, I would say that era was definitely a time where it was so hard to get music because, you know, to DJ, right, I had to have turntables. Back then, you know, Technique 1200, they, the, the standard, you know, DJ joints that, you know, a lot of pro DJs rock 
to this day. You know, there are other cool ones too. But you had to get you a set of turntables. You had to be able to get access to vinyl records. And vinyl records are hard to get, especially when music was dropping at the pace it drops. Like now you got, well, for example, you can go online, YouTube, streaming, you know, or go on your, your app and, oh, you can see all the new music or you can see what's out or, what you know, this and that. No, back then, the internet was kind of just on the cusp of coming up, but it wasn't no, like, let me go uh, get all this music at the time. Like, yeah, the the, um, the Napsters and the Kazaz and all the LimeWires, those were around, but it was still hard to put it in my DJ set because, again, equipment. I ain't had no portable CD player to, like, uh, and I could adapt to my mixer to, you know, play these records on CD. I had to go strictly vinyl. You know what I'm saying? So it was, like, very dope when I would come to a spot to DJ and they had a CD player and I could kind of figure out how to you know, working this new uh, song I heard from somewhere down south that they playing down south or something. You know what I mean? So it was hard, man. Not like now where, you know, hey, you can have a, a phone a phone and plug your aux cord in and it's a DJ app on there and you, you can DJ and queue up music and all that. No, nah, back then, man, it was hard. I'm talking about I had two turntables in a, in a protective crate box, uh, a mixer in a box, and then I would have like a bag with like, all these cords and, you know, headphones, my needles, uh, my pistol, <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, a bunch of stuff, you know what I'm saying? Then I would have all them crates of records I would have to bring in. So it was like me and my boy making like two trips from my car to the venue back in and up the stairs, you know, and then you had to get done, break down. But yeah, man, it, it was a tough time to DJ back then. Now, hey, you can you can rock a house with two turntables and, and, and your computer and you out of there or two CD joints. When the CDJs came out, the CD turntables, that's what changed the game, man, because I was able to cop two of those and I could also do more effects on the CD turntables rather I can do in real life on the actual turntables because you got to think about it. On the actual turntable, you had a record. It started at some point, ended at some point, another song will start. So when you would put it on that turntable, if I wanted to like make it kind of like go back and forth, like, you know what I'm saying? I would have to have two of those records and mix that those two together to make that back and forth type of like, okay, it sound like he echoing it. Nah, he had, I had to time it just right. When you at the CD joint, you can just keep hitting this button that'll like cue it up. You know what I'm saying? No knocking heads off. No knocking. You know what I mean? Like that. Like you can hit this button to cue it up. It was so much easier. And you had effects. I could throw a filter. I could stop the record crazy on the CD joint. So yeah, when the CD joints came out, that's what changed the game because hey, I already had CDs. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention shit. When I was in high school, I was burning CDs off on the computer. And for those that don't know, burning a CD meant like you would put uh, music onto a CD from your computer. So yeah, I would burn all this music I would hear from down south or whatever. Or if I went somewhere to DJ and I heard a song on the radio, I would get that song. I would put it on my mix. And I would sell them CDs, bro, for like $10, $15 back then, bro. Like in high school. And then as times went on, you know what I'm saying, music started to depreciate, you know. And then you, I think I got as low as like selling CDs like $5 a piece. And after that, I just kind of, you know, bowed out. Because then you had people on the street that was trying to sell you a CD for $2. Check out the CD, $2, you know. So I was like, nah, man. But, hey, like I said, them was good times, bro. Very good times. Definitely an ode to Lil Jon, ode to uh, T-Pain, even though I know I went too much on Lil Jon. But he deserves it, man. Lil Jon and the Eastside Boys. And he brought us plenty other acts, too, that were dope. You know what I'm saying? Like Pitbull, he's still out. He was dope. Brought us Lil Scrappy, Crime Mob, Trillville, uh, Bo Hagen. Uh, There's a lot of cats that used to run with that BME click, man. That used to, them, them records used to just tear the clubs up. 
And I would say it's definitely dope to see Lil Jon come from where he came from, like making beats and making music to like becoming like a really uh, world international DJ as well as in the midst of that also produce a bunch of dope pop records for people too. Like Lil Jon got them records, bro. Like straight pop records. You know what I'm saying? Like it's dope to see that. He's definitely going to be up there one of them people that I tell my kids and grandkids about. You know? <laughs> but man, the battle. Dope battle. Uh, let me see if I can find a track list so I can give you a gist of some of the records that... um. You know they were doing on that uh, on the on the live man. Uh, I think they broke. I think they did. They do three hundred thousand people. I think if not three hundred thousand, it was close to three hundred thousand people. But it was very dope, man. Like I say, very energetic, um, very uh, funny. Like man, them guys were just really having a lot of fun, bro. Uh, let me see. Is this the track listing? And shout out to Title man. Like when these beat battles and stuff dropped and songwriter battles dropped, man, they would drop the actual playlist of what they played and stuff like that. But yeah, so you had T Pain open up with Good Life with Kanye West. You, then you had John answer that with Get Low with the Yin Yang Twins. Then you had T Pain answer that record with Low. Then you had Lil John answer that record with Yeah with Usher. Then you had, you know what I mean? Like, Back and forth, man. It was so, so very dope, man. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go on YouTube. Check that joint out. I ain't going to stun. I got a little tipsy while I was watching it because, man, I was they when they was taking shots, I was taking shots. <laughs> very, very entertaining. But uh, side note, if Lil John ever did a DJ set tour, man, I would be there, bro. But I would want him to do, like I say, them all them crunk, them old crunk hits. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just wishful thinking. But, yeah, man, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Fly Respected Podcast. Uh, it's episode 69, and uh, we're going to do it like that, man. hope your quarantine is going good. Hopefully, uh, you are finding things to do to get your mind off the fact that you sit in the crib. If you sit in the crib, uh, definitely still prayers up to those affected by the virus uh, uh, or being displaced by the virus, you know, financially. Um, and just stay prayed up, man. And, and we're going to get through this together. You know what I'm saying? So be safe. Stay at home if you can. And, uh, yeah, fly perspective, man. We're going to end it out just like this. A very rare tune, a very rare classic Lil John cut that I used to pull out of my DJ crates and I used to turn the party up, and a lot of DJs really didn't have this record. It's by Powerhouse, and it's called Jump. And this came out early 2000s. I want to say before 2005, but I remember getting this copy of the song from somebody, and you can clearly hear them like drop the needle on the vinyl to record it to audio.
Dig up, he got two, two, threes, and they drop the cops. It's a bomb, don't be good dog. 